it is always a great time of the week when we get to visit with our friend Jamie Court. It's spelled C-O-U-R-T. And yes, Consumer Watchdog goes to court, but Jamie Court is the president. Check out consumerwatchdog.org, a great consumer organization, and a very timely, very needed organization right now. Jamie Court, thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. It's always my pleasure, Norm. Well, Jamie, we recently saw the collapse of the repeal and replace Obamacare effort by the Republicans. They couldn't even get their own bill through their own House of Representatives, let alone the Senate. But it's obvious that they are not going to be able to revive an effort to do anything about Obamacare because their own internal dynamics prevent them from doing anything. There is an effort, some Republican senators led by Susan Collins of Maine, there's an effort that seems to be gaining a little bit of steam to basically turn Obamacare back to the states. There's been some discussion about it. And, Jamie, I'm concerned that if the Republicans ever do return to health care, their only option is going to be to just dump it back on the states. And the states had better be ready. Glad to know that California appears to be positioning itself to be ready. SB 562, that's Senate Bill 562. Jamie, this is something on your website at consumerwatchdog.org. Consumer Watchdog wants people to get involved in California with SB 562. Medicare for all? Is that what's going on? That's what it's the, the beginning of. Yeah, it's a medical, state Medicare for all plan. And it's going to ensure that, you know, if you live in California, you will have uh, health care. And it's the beginning of the effort. So there's a lot of things we need to fill in. But the, the premise is this, that it's much cheaper, it's much easier if the state of California contracts with the doctors and the hospitals and for the drugs than if we have to go through insurance companies. And if we all do it as one, as a state, we'll save a lot of money because the bigger the buyer, the better the cost. We'll cover everybody. And the real question about the legislation, which absolutely needs to be worked out, is how we pay for it. So if you capture all the money in the health care system right now, and, for instance, Medicaid dollars that come to the states, maybe even Medicare dollars that come to the states, but employers pay for health care and say, okay, we take the money that the Medicaid give to the states and we take the money that Medicare uh, comes to Medicare recipients and we take the money that employers are paying, which is 6-7% on payroll, and tax them and take it to the state instead of having them go right to the insurance company. You take all that money, give it to the state, and the state says, look, you want to do business with 35 million people in California, we're going to cover them all. Here's what we're going to pay you for your services. And that's what every other industrialized nation in the world does. Every other nation. We're the only nation in the industrialized world that doesn't provide health care to everybody. Some of them provide a basic health care benefit to everybody, and then you can buy insurance above whatever's provided. But all of them say, you know, you show up in society, you pay your taxes, you're a citizen, you go to the emergency room, and you don't pay very much. You pay a few dollars, a couple hundred bucks, whatever. You don't pay for insurance. So if we're going to be smart and the Republicans are going to get rid of the health insurance protections that we have, they're going to even get rid of maybe the, the subsidies to buy policies under Obamacare. They're going to give the money to the states. Well, let's take that money as a state. Let's get some more money as a state by taxing employers. Maybe there's a, even a partial you know, payroll tax that employees pay in addition to that. But the payroll tax for employers is going to be less than they pay right now. They're paying a lot for health insurance now. And you take all that money put together and then start contracting for services. Now, it doesn't mean you're having a government-run health care system, as our opponents like to say. What it means is you're going to have billing through the mechanism of the California government, like Medicare is through the federal government, and you're going to save a lot of money because, like Costco, if everybody's in one a big 
purchasing pool, you get a better price. And that's why we pay 66% too much for our drugs in America when every other country pays less. That's why our doctors make too much, our hospitals make too much. Now, those entrenched interests are going to hate this. They're going to fight us and they're going to demonize it. But it's the right thing to do. And, And you know what? Even Donald Trump said it was the right thing to do in 2000 when he wrote a book and said states should experiment with single payer. So he may not be ready to go to single payer, and he certainly says a lot of things that doesn't mean them, but he wrote about this eloquently in a book, and I think he and every other employer in America know when you go to another country, this is how it's done. So what the hell are we doing futzing around with the insurance companies and the drug companies who are robbing us blind and not giving us real coverage? We're talking to Jamie Court. You can find Jamie Court at ConsumerWatchdog.org, where Jamie Court is the president of ConsumerWatchdog.org, and you'll find information about Senate Bill 562, SB 562. It's a California legislative proposal for single-payer Medicare for all. And, Jamie, it seems to me that so much of this debate is dependent upon getting the employer base on board. you got to get – these are the Republican lobbyist guys. These are all the – business interests, the Chamber of Commerce guys. These are the guys who are always saying the Democrats are tax and spend liberals. It seems to me the approach to them, to get them on board, much the way President Obama got them on board when he was able to do Obamacare, is to say to them, look, look, business community, you spend a lot of money on workers' compensation premiums. We've had workers' compensation insurance battles in the state legislature. You know them well over the years, right? We've had pitch battles over workers' comp premium. Well, your workers' comp premiums are going to go way down because now there's going to be no health benefit portion of your workers' comp premium. So your workers' comp insurance premium is going to go way down because now the health benefits to get your workers back to work are going to be taken care of in the regular overall system. In addition to consumers, hey, your car insurance is going to be cheaper because now you don't have to buy med pay. And hey, to employers, look at how much you're spending on health insurance in your premiums. We're going to knock a third off of that, tax your employees some, and tax the broad general public a lot, so the burden on you is going to be significantly less through at least lower worker comp premiums and lower insurance premiums. Employers, come on board. Jamie, can we get the employers to join us? Because that'll cinch the deal. I agree with that. I think they were ready years ago to do this. I think some large employers would want to do it if we got the cooperation of some large unions, which always is a trick. Why is that a trick? They have these Taft-Hartley plans that are very generous. They worry about losing control over the benefits of the Taft-Hartley plans. And when we fought for single-payer in the past, some of the larger unions, like the auto workers and others, have really been worried more about their own sort of, you know, contracts and the very pretty generous benefits. Now, those have been eroded in recent years, but I do think, like the airlines, I do think the um, some other large employers would see the wisdom in this. I even think a builder like Trump, frankly, would see the wisdom in something like this, right? Why, why should he be carrying the the cost of health insurance, right? Or why should the building trades do that? The reality is, you know, employers are paying probably close to 10% if they're a big employer for, you know, health insurance benefits, somewhere between 7 and 10% if, of a salary. And if you take 7 and 10% of a salary uh, and you, you put it as just a straight payroll tax to the government, to a Medicare-like all system, you get much more efficiency. Medicare has a 3% overhead. That's all it has for overhead. There is no profit. Insurance companies take, what, up to 30%, right, or 25% for overhead and profit under Obamacare they're allowed. Just that savings alone, let alone the fact that the government's going to negotiate some better rates, makes a big difference. 
terms of the cost of the system. Well, Jamie, I think it's 20%, but still no, 20. It's 20 uh, well, it's true. It's uh, 85% in large group and 80% in uh, group insurance, right? you got to remember there are a lot of things excluded, Norm. Right. They got I'm the broker's you. fees excluded. <laughs> right. They got, I mean, so. And I, you know, I know about right, broker's fees. Right, but the, in a lot of other things, they don't characterize administrative costs. I'd add another 5% on there pretty, pretty readily. Jamie, well, I get it. The Medicare, 3% versus whatever the insurance company's doing, which is a ton more than 3%. A lot of savings there and also a lot of savings on on prescription drugs. I mean, if we were able to negotiate the price of prescription drugs, I think you're right. A lot of the efficiencies in the new system would take up for a lot of the, the costs. We're talking to Jamie Court. Check out Jamie Court, spelled C-O-U-R-T. And Consumer Watchdog definitely goes to court on behalf of consumers, consumerwatchdog.org. Jamie, I'm just really happy that you at Consumer Watchdog and various of our state legislators in California are thinking about the future and anticipating and maybe even fearing a little bit that there's going to come a day when the federal government just turns around and says, congratulations, states, you're now in charge of the health care for all your citizens in your individual states. And I'm glad to see that California is preparing for that. But, Jamie, i got to move us over to another topic here, which I know is one of Consumer Watchdog's favorite topics and certainly one of mine as well, which which is the self-driving cars. Now, on our show some time ago, you had made a kind of a negative prediction saying, hey, wait, look, up, look at the revolving door between government and industry. Look at this is why people hate politics because of the corruption of it. Jamie, you made a prediction. The predictions come true. You get to tell us what the prediction was and how it came true. Well, we had asked the uh, administrator of the National uh, Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Mark Rosekind, to commit to not join a robot car maker when he left office because the revolving door at that agency is huge. And Rosekind issued very, very friendly guidelines to allow these cars to move fast quickly without the safety protocols we thought should be there. Well, just last week, turns out, Mark Rosekind joined an autonomous vehicle developer named Zooks. And uh, it's not very funny because, I mean, you know, it's exactly what, we had feared and predicted. But, Jamie, and this is why people hate politics and hate politicians. This is why a lot of people voted for Donald Trump, because he said, drain the swamp. This is swamp-like behavior. It is. And, and, in fact, the former U.S. Transportation Secretary, Anthony Fox, who we also asked to commit not to going to a robot car maker and hasn't announced that he would, said in the press release announcing Rosekind's hiring, he was instrumental in crafting U.S. vehicle policy. <laughs> so... You know, you got the robot car makers in charge of the robot car safety, you know, protection project. The head of this task force that Rosekind and, and actually Obama appointed before he left on the midnight uh, appointments was is the chief of GM. Uh, and, you know, she's the CEO of GM, is the head of the, the task force to develop robot car safety policies. Now, how safe are they going to be versus how, you know, how favorable to the company that... Uh, that Mary Barra, who's the CEO of uh, GM, uh, you know, heads. I mean, that's the, this is, this is why you can't trust government. This is the ugliest swamp. This is like the uh, 
creature from the Black Lagoon swamp. <laughs> this you know, is the insider back scratching. When I'm in government, I'll write rules favorable to you, and then when I'm out of government, I'll go work for you, yeah. and you'll like me because I wrote favorable rules for you when I was in government. And then when my party comes back in, I'll leave you and I'll go back into government. Uh, it is this exact thing that people guidelines hate. for this industry on semi-autonomous standards. The first time in history, uh, automatic braking, collision avoidance. You allow these things to be developed in secret. And we always, we, we, want, we petition to say they should be in public. But, but this clearly, you know, this is exactly the way the revolving door works, and it, and it shouldn't. And it's exactly why the government is completely fed up with the system. Well, and, and Jamie, let's note here that the people we're talking about here, these are Democrats. Hello. Right? These are Democrats here. Left the Obama administration. The revolving door here, it, it applies just as much to Democrats as Republicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is very much the Democrats the Democratic Party. And in a state like California, i got to tell you, it's a one-party state, and uh, we have a hard time because we're very critical of people in charge. here, when they do the wrong thing, go in bed with the oil companies, mm -hmm. go in bed with the driverless car companies. And the retribution in a one-party state, not only from the, 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 the leaders who are so-called so progressives, but even the media that rallies around them is really Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, we got to deal with both sides of the aisle. And... Uh, there's corruption on both sides of the aisle, and the people who stand up for the public in the middle of the aisle, I guess, are the ones we, we, have, to, we have to wrap arms with. Well, Jamie, that's why I'm glad you're with us every week. I got to leave it there, but I'm really glad that Jamie Court is part of our show because we apply one standard to everybody and call the Democrats on it when they deserve it, and they often deserve it. One of the big reasons I'm a huge fan of ConsumerWatchdog.org, one standard applied to all even-handedly. We don't play favorites. Check out Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, and all of his great colleagues at ConsumerWatchdog.org, keeping an eye on politics politicians and government for us. Jamie, thanks as always for being part of the team, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it.